Welcome to CooperCast, the Village episode. This is your host, Alice Webb, dude John Sachs. In this episode, we hear an assortment of stories from before and after Newport, in the studio, on the road, and over the Greenwich Village scene with Dylan and Newworth. There was a day off between, at least a day off between the Like a Rolling Stone session and the next session that we did. And I was invited to return because they were happy with my playing. And so let's say two or three days later, we came back and Tom Wilson was gone. No, that was the last time that he produced Dylan. His name is on like a Rolling Stone on that album, but I don't think he did anything else on that album. When we when we were sitting around after the like a Rolling Stone session, it was obvious that when we came back that these other musicians weren't going to be here. The other musicians on like a Rolling Stone. And then it was like two or three days later that the next session was. I had suggested to Bob when we were sitting around at the end of the session that I had a... uh, a bass player that would be really good. And so I said, well, tell him to come down and whenever the next session was going to be. And that was uh, Harvey Brooks. As we grew up together. He was an excellent bass player. I wasn't going to put my ass on the line and say that unless I believed that he could do the job. Then Harvey came and uh, killed him. I mean, he really liked him. And he was great, and Boomfield didn't know him, and then Boomfield ended up being in a band with him, the Electric Flag. A lot of things happened because of Bob, Mike, and myself. But the rest of the, the rest of the album was helped tremendously by Harvey, and they kept the same drummer from the original session. Bobby Gregg. So it was me, me and Boomfield. The, key, the original keyboard player. Paul Griffin. And then occasionally other people would come in and play. That, but that was the basic band. Then I got called about playing about six or seven gigs with Harvey, Harvey and me and Robbie and Levon. So we had to rehearse that. And, and that was a lot of fun. And, we, and plus, well, for Forest Hills was... Um, we just went in Harvey's car. It was only about 20 minutes from where we lived. So we just met everybody there. And we we came in the afternoon and did a sound check. And then we played, then we had to wait around a lot. And then we played the gig. When you started playing Ballad of a Thin Man, Dylan said, Keep playing the intro till they shut up. Of course, the great thing is the chorus is, Something is happening here, but you don't know what it is, do you? That was my favorite part. We played uh, the Hollywood Bowl. Dylan and Newark flew on the commercial flight, too, and you're sitting between them. My first flight. We were there for at least two days before we played. And, and, one of the great, and I had never been there before. So the, the great thing for me was me and Newark and, and Bob went shopping. So we went to uh, clothing stores and we got all those great shirts that you couldn't get anywhere else. 
God, I spent all my money on clothes. They were, clothes were fantastic. And then I just wore those clothes for the rest of my life. After that trip, I became a dresser. The only place that we were graciously accepted was the Hollywood Bowl. In the same time period as all these other gigs, and there wasn't a boo in the house. There's a, there's a great moment. I don't know if there's much film of that concert. There's definitely, I mean, you can't buy a video of Dylan at the Hollywood Bowl. So, but there, <laughs> there was a great moment, if you can use this for something, um, where he's going through his harmonicas, we're on stage, and, somebody, and he says, uh, does anybody have an F harp? And they come flying over the, there's water between the audience and the stage at that place. And the harmonicas came flying. Usually we would go to this bar, which was called the Kettle of Fish. I think it was on McDougal Street. And that's where we hung out and we'd get a table and it was a long table. And it would be me and Bob and Newworth. And then little by little, other people we know would come in and then the table got full and there would be like from seven to 10 people in a you know rectangular setup. And it was great. And we'd stay in there for quite a while. Well, you took a chance depending upon, you know, what mood he was in. Van Ronk was there. I somehow get the feeling that Dylan wouldn't fuck with Van Ronk. Well, he was older. He had a he had a wonderful wife. Her name was Terry, and she was great. And she she fit in with the guys, and it was uh, so it wasn't ever a hassle if she was around. And then Jack Elliott. Oh yeah, well I mean he played New York a lot. I thought he was terrific. He was my one of my favorites. Later on, I played shows with him. I mean, where I backed him up. It was great. And I loved playing with him. I was a very big fan. I have, I have a lot of material by him in my collection. I would, I would sit in with him whenever I could. Well, Phil Oaks had an ex-wife that lived on Leaker Street in Greenwich Village. And she lived with this other girl, Marie, Marie Delu. And I was in the Blues Project then. And we, that was where we'd hang out, was at Alice's apartment. And a lot of people hung out there. And I thought of David Blue, he was there a lot. Because it was right, it was like a half a block from the Cafe of Gogo and two blocks from the Kettle of Fish. It was in a very nice location. And there were two nice girls that lived there. So, uh, uh, But uh, she was raising uh, the child that she had with uh, Phil Oaks. You decided to hop off the Dylan train. Well, actually... I could see what was happening, which was the rest of Robbie's band wanted in. Me and Harvey were being 
thorns in the side of that. Because they had they had two keyboard players and a bass player, so it's like, and their organ player was pretty heavy duty guy, and he was a good player too. <laughs> <laughs> He's still going. Oh, Garth, he's very good. One of the few in that band that's still alive. This has been Coopercast, the Village episode. This episode was brought to you by Great Shirts. Look for more episodes coming up and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or just about any podcast distributor. And tell your friends.